Last week, we heard Kathy lead us through the Way 101 on how we're to live out our Christian life in Ephesians 4, verse 1 to 16. Growing in love. We continue on this theme, but from a slightly different angle. When we talk about growing, we recognize where we started and what happens along the way. In 1986, Robert Fulgham published his best-selling book, All I Really Need to Know I Learned in Kindergarten. This was 35 years ago, but its core message is still as relevant today. A few of the many insights that he shared with us were share everything, play fair, don't hit people, clean up your own mess, don't take things that aren't yours, say you're sorry when you hurt someone. Now we realize this is a simplification of life's knowledge, but don't we tend to make it harder than we really need to be? Truths are often very simple. But because our minds want to solve problems, we tend to make them a little more complex than we need to. This morning, I want us to begin at the end of our reading. We're going to start with chapter 5, verse 1. Therefore, be imitators of God as beloved children, and live in love as Christ loved us. Let's walk through our Ephesians reading with this phrase informing our every step of the way. Learn Christ together as dearly loved children of God. In my companionship with children over the years, they've taught me so much. They will be our models today. Karl Barth is insistent that we are always beginners in this Christian life. Neither Christian living nor Christian service, whether as a layperson or as a pastor, can be anything but the work of beginners. They may and can't, there may be and can be masters and even virtuosos in many things, but never in what makes them Christians, God's children. Therefore, be imitators of God. This is the only time in the New Testament where there is this explicit language of imitation of God. It emphasizes in the strongest sense of what we are to put off, the old self, and that which we are to put on, the new self, the new self that models themselves after their heavenly parent, as a child does. Now, children are great imitators, They often like to repeat what they've seen the special people in their lives do, whether it be cooking, reading books, drawing up floor plans, or helping out with the garden. Children learn a number of skills ranging from language and communication to social skills when they imitate adults. As a parent, I have had the joy and despair of seeing and hearing my own children imitate me. If you ever want to know your own annoying habits and what they are, hang around young children. They'll show you better than any mirror. Imitation often follows a four-step process. Watching and listening, processing the information, attempting to copy a behavior, and practicing. Imitation is often seen as a stepping stone to independence, 
As children copy the actions of adults, they discover what they're capable of, and then they want to try it again and again. This is what we are to do. Watch and listen to God. Process the information within ourselves, with others, with the Holy Spirit. Copy the behavior of Jesus and practice, practice, practice. This imitation is not simply about individual acts, but an imitation of the very character of God. In our attempt to bring our concept of God's good character into expression as individuals and corporately, as beloved children, we know that we begin as children, but not just children, we are beloved children. Did you hear that? You are loved. Little ones never get tired of hearing how loved they are, and I wish more adults felt comfortable giving and receiving love to and from one another. You can never tell someone you love them too much. God desires us to know this in our core. If there's only one thing you ever hear, ever truly, truly hear, and remember, let it be that you are loved. We know from research that children who thrive are the ones who feel loved, accepted, and cherished for exactly who they are. God does this, loves us, accepts us, cherishes us. Now, this doesn't mean that we don't grow because we're loved just as we are, but it means we do not ever have to earn God's love. God delights in us. God empathizes with us. God notices us. We are loved with a love that never ends. Live in love as Christ loved us. We've received love, and now we are to go out and share it with others. The first thing listed in Fulgham's list of what I learned in kindergarten is sharing everything. Many of us learned this at home, well before kindergarten, on the playground, or in Sunday school. Share. Everyone can share love, whether by acts of service, words of affirmation, affectionate touch, quality time, or gifts. When Griffin was young, he was a great gift giver, and he still is. I had piles of beautiful rocks and bark and flowers and twigs. I had my own nature preserve. The beauty and simplicity with which children share their love is a wonder to behold. Now we are going to loop back to the beginning of Ephesians 4.25, just in case you're looking at your Bibles. Put away falsehood and speak the truth to our neighbors, for we are members of one another. Notice that the imperative links honesty with community. We're not to lie because it breaks down our solidarity as a community. Kids are notorious truth-tellers, and sometimes at the most inopportune times. If you want an honest opinion, ask a child that has not been schooled in the politeness-at-all-costs school. Yuck, I don't want to eat anti-sweet potatoes with marshmallow. Your hair looks weird. Put it back. 
I actually heard that one from my own kids once when I got my hair cut. I don't like Beatrice. That smells gross. Now, I'm not encouraging us to be cruel to one another. Rather, we are to be honest with ourselves and others, especially concerning our relationships. Vulnerability is the best way to grow in relationship with one another. Jesus modeled this through his entire life on earth. God shows us their feelings all the time. We read about God's love and compassion, joy and laughing, despair, grief, even anger and jealousy. Let us reciprocate God's vulnerability and be honest with God, ourselves, and one another. Vulnerability is called the core of all emotions and feelings. When we share our emotions and feelings, we grow closer together. Children are great at sharing their emotions. They wear them on their face, and they even act them out with their bodies. Just hang out with a toddler for 10 minutes, and you will probably experience five honest emotions in very rapid succession. Give up stealing. Work honestly with your own hands so that you have something to share with the needy. Don't take things that are not yours. Before children reach the age of two, they have some concept of right and wrong through experience. Again, we hear that we are members of one another. We care for each other. We are to help one another in our various forms of need. We work not as a form of selfish acquisition, but to share with the community. Children are often very moved by another's pain or need. When our own five sixers heard Tanya Wurzba share her stories of working up north in Fox Lake and the need that some of the children and the families had, they immediately began discussing how they might help, how they could share, pray, and if they could reach out to the children up in Fox Lake. They are the motivation behind our community gathering toys, books, puzzles, and winter clothing to send with Tanya as she goes up to Fox Lake each month. Let no evil talk come out of your mouths, but only what is useful for building up as there is need, so that your words may give grace to those that hear. There's no truth to the saying that sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me. Words hurt deeply all of the time. We all carry scars that are from words. This is why we tell our kids not to say unkind things, not to lie, not to use certain words or phrases. Words have power to build up or to destroy. There's so many verses on wisdom and holding our tongue. We might not be hitting someone physically with unkind words, but we're bruising souls with words. We are grieving the Holy Spirit when we do these things. Instead, let our words offer grace to those we speak with. We are to put away bitterness, wrath, anger, wrangling, slander, and malice. These are things that put a distance between us. They violate the peace that 
God gives us and is. Our new identity and community in Christ require that we give up or put away these behaviors. God calls us to unity and goes on to share more of how we can become unified. We are to be kind to one another, tender-hearted, forgiving one another in God as Christ has forgiven us. We show our children how to apologize when we have hurt another person. This is another way to share love with those around us. We observe our actions, how they have harmed another, and apologize, knowing that they may forgive us or they may need more time to be able to forgive us. Over the 25 years of being a mother, I have had to apologize to my children many times for a short temper, an angry word, an impatient attitude. Just as we have learned that God has forgiven us in Christ, so we have learned to forgive one another. Which brings us back to the beginning that is really the end, to be imitators of God as beloved children and to live in love. Imitate God as God's children. How can we be more like children? Children are alive, present, and playful. They live in the present moment, usually instead of in their heads. They're connected to their body. They show us how to be unguarded and vulnerable and to assume that the world and most people in it are friendly. They assume there's something to learn from everyone that we encounter. That it's better to make something than not make something at all. To be curious about the world around us. Children teach us to play more. To worry less. To try new things. Not to take ourselves too seriously. To have more love. More curiosity. And it is still true, no matter how old you are, that when you go out in the world, it's best to hold hands and stick together. I want to encourage us with Eugene's Peterson version of Ephesians 5, 1 and 2. Watch what God does, and then do it, like children who learn proper behavior from their parents. Mostly what God does is love you. Keep company with him and learn a life of love. Observe how Christ loved us. His love was not cautious, but extravagant. He didn't love in order to get something from us, but to give everything of himself to us. Love like that.